G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Well, I'm pretty excited because it's the girls just coming out to play this morning. I have Kate Ryan from Focus on the Family Australia joining me. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. What mischief can we get up to today without the boys? I know. We've been left to our own devices. Is this a good thing? (laughs) Well, I don't know. (laughs) We'll see, won't we? Yeah, we will. Now, I always love catching up with you guys, and I'm particularly excited to catch up with you this week because you're going to touch on the subject of anxiety, which sometimes as Christians we probably think we shouldn't get because, you know, we've got to rely on God and things like that. But you've got some great research and some great tips on sort of this whole subject. Oh, look, I really do. Um, I've been look, doing a course in neuroscience, and so I've been looking at a whole lot of neuroscientists. Uh, but I found this amazing um, doctor. Her name is Dr. Inika Whiteman, and she's actually from Queensland. Woo-hoo! So you guys are, yep. you know, she's one of you. Yay. And, um, yeah, so you Honestly, you should look her up and okay. have a listen. Um, but she is just fantastic in talking about the correlation between anxiety and what the Bible says about it. And honestly, how he's given us every possible tool to work with uh, mental health um, in general, but anxiety you know, in particular, because she talks about how the mind, you know the saying, mm-hmm. um, as you think, so you shall be. Yep. And it talks about the mind and how often does the Bible talk about the mind? Well, I'm going to tell you how often it talks about it. Okay. Um, awesome. So about 218 times in the Bible, it talks about taking control over our thinking, our mindset and our attitude. Wow. And so that's how much it affects us. Wow. That's so so awesome. And, you know, when you think about thinking about the mind and everything, that's not the first thing I think of when I think about things that are in the Bible. I know. Exactly. But when, let's face it, when something comes upon us that is painful, uh, it might be somebody hurts us, it might be a death, it might be a loss of some kind, um, of somebody who's alive Mm. um, or a job or something like that that's really significant. And yet we sit there and we ruminate. Mm. So we we can tend to go down a path that doesn't lead anywhere good and we tend to fall in this negative mindset. But, you know, God talks about it. You know, in Romans 12, He's got, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm, so, so good. So he's actually talking about transforming and renewing. That's amazing. And so how do we do that? Mm, yes, well, <laughs> um, that's the big thing. <laughs> Well, there's nowhere in the Bible that it actually says that we need to do that on our own. No. We as human beings can't do it. No, that's we, true. We just, 
Yeah, so it's about leaning into him, casting our cares on him and drawing close to him (laughs) because it's his words that give life. That is yeah. so, so amazing. And, you know, we, we can get bogged down and we can be overcome by all the things of the world and forget to do these simple things, like take things to him. But it, and, and I think sometimes do you think we overthink it a bit. We think we've got to take half an hour's time out to really commune with the Lord. But actually, it can be done in simple little ways of just, okay, God, I need you in the details of this right now. A simple prayer like that, it doesn't have to be sort of so deep and meaningful. Do you think sometimes we think it has to be too deep and meaningful? No, I don't, actually. Um, Having done a neuroplasticity, which is a retrain your brain course, when things like this happen with me, uh, I actually say to myself, is this thought or the path I'm headed down, this narrative, mm. is it life-enhancing? Great. Now, majority of the times you can say a, a very resounding no. <laughs> um, very resounding. And so then you've either got the choice. We have a choice to either go down that path which is going to lead us in a bad way, or we can choose to lay it at his feet and ask him to take it and deal with it. Amazing. Yeah. And let it go. That's so true. It's the letting go that sometimes can be a bit hard, but, you know, if we have to do it a couple of times, we can do it. Well, that's the thing. You have to keep going back. Let's face it. Everything's not dealt with in one foul swoop. Not a magic wand. You do. No, that's right. And so there are triggers. We have triggers. But the more we choose to not go down that path, the weakening of the neural pathways in our brain, they weaken. And if we replace it with something better, then they strengthen. So those connections strengthen. And that's what we want. Um, In uh, Romans 8, and I love this, Mm. those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Mm. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Awesome. I'm sure we're all sitting there sort of shaking our heads and we all know how awesome this is. So thank you for highlighting it for us again. But, you know, you said you've done some studies and, you you know, retraining your own sort of mind and thoughts. What's maybe sort of yeah. two things that we could take today and think to ourselves if we're going down these paths two things that we could do to sort of pull ourselves up you you, you obviously said you know hey is this life-giving is this thought life-giving what's some other yeah. things uh look there are a few things to how if, if we want to go down the path of how can we get ourselves you know mm. less focused on our anxiety state if mm. we're in anxiety you know our heart's racing I just want to acknowledge that some anxiety behaviours can happen unconsciously. Yeah. You don't make the decision. Our brain actually is in protective mode. That, that's its first go-to. Mm. So any stimuli or any triggers that might be in your life, your fir- body's first response, your brain's response, your amygdala, which is you know the emotional state, responds with a fight and flight. So I want to say that, you know, if you react a certain way, that can be your body's protective mechanism. So you don't go, oh, no, well, I'm so bad because I no. react that way. Yep. No, 
that, that, that's not a bad thing. Your body's in protective mode. But what we do want to do is then bring yourself back, be able to calm down by deep breathing, getting oxygen to the brain, and then moving our thought processes back to our prefrontal cortex, which is our logical brain, and think it through. So, you know, somebody go, might think to themselves, oh, I can't drive the car because, I, you know, I'm, I could crash. Mm. And then you calm down, you deep breathe, and then you say, well, you know, I've driven thousands of times and I haven't crashed. So mm. the likelihood of me crashing is very low. And so it's, it's about talking yourself back to a logical state and think, being able to think through. But it, it can take some time yeah. once you've gone into flight and fight. So it is process and deep breathing, being calm, getting back into a state and being around somebody else is calm because you can co-regulate with mm. them. Um, and that's really helpful if you've got somebody to journey with you when you're anxious um, and have them as a calming influence because there's this right brain to right brain, which is our, you know, emotional state and you see it with babies yeah and so if you've got an uptight mother because she's exhausted and she's got two other kids or whatever it is you can see a baby not sleeping crying a lot they're quite anxious because a baby's actually co-regulating that that's how they survive mm. with their mother nice. yet yeah. You know, we, we've had a friend who had a screaming baby and I rang them and I could hear the baby in the background and I said, would you like me to come and take them for a walk? Oh, no, you know, they're really upset. And I go, why don't you just have a sleep, have a shower, do whatever, I'll take them for a walk. The minute I got there and held the baby, he went to sleep. Mm. Yeah. And so we see this because when we're in an anxious state, we pass that on. Yeah. And so we need somebody to co-regulate with if we're in that and we need somebody calm to come alongside us and that just being in the same space with somebody who's empathetic understanding and calm can bring a sense of calm awesome oh it's so good kate we could you know talk on this subject for a sort of another few hours i'm sure but just some great <laughs> takeaways today and you know i think i've been blown away with how many times the mind and passing things over uh, is in the bible so thank you for that thank you for the practical tips and i just loved hanging out with you all by myself <laughs> i loved hanging out with you too we'll have to do it again yeah we will we have to sort these boys out <laughs> Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.